shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree. There's a light in the window, just salty gals inside. I'm not sure if they're witches, but you know that's implied. Got the storytelling, ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, see hags. Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. My name is Chris Sheppa. And I'm Katie Norgren. This- just the two of us again. Yeah. I'm not going to sing the song this time, but no. I bet you're all thinking it. Yeah. I'm thinking it. It's good. We, Don't uh... think about it. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> you know, we uh, we had some stuff to do. We had some fire under our feet today. Yeah. Last week we had uh, comedian Chris James, last week, wink wink, talking wink, about wink. Uh, basically alt-right Trolling. trolling, yeah. But trolling the alt-right, which we are, of course, in support of. Yeah. Support of. Wasting asshole bigots time. Yeah, and waste time. And not maybe taking the moral high ground and being the bigger man, but just being totally disruptive and whatever. Yeah. And so a lot of those feelings came to a head uh, this week for you. Hey, Katie? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Like, uh, yeah, so we're just jumping into it. We did not have a theme last time. It was just the two of us talking. We we struggled. We were super sleepy, and uh, this time I had coffee, and I (laughs) had... Coffee, coffee, coffee. Fucking, I haven't had coffee in months, and I had some coffee, like, three sips on Thursday, and I felt like a hummingbird. Like, my heart was, like, hurting. (laughs) And uh, so I had a little ice coffee, and so I feel like I've I've got some energy. Of course, as I say that now, I'm going to crash midpoint. Well, we'll be okay. Who cares? I can edit it out. It's not painfully hot today for the first time Mm -hmm. in forever. It's going to rain tomorrow. We can see the mountains for the first time in weeks. It's not like a... It's incredible. Oh, God. I didn't realize how much that was depressing me, actually. It was, yeah. And probably just, like, the smoke inhalation was slowing me down and making me feel lethargic anyway. Yeah, and I had, like, TMI, the worst period of my life Mm. this week. Sorry, everybody. It was brutal. Mm-hmm. Like, I could not even go to the gym. I was just like, I had to sit here with my AC on and then my a heating pad on. <laughs> and then just like two pairs of pants and stuff. Like, it was just such an upsetting, difficult couple of days. And, and it just took so much juice out of the tank, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no there's no gas left. I'm fine today, but yeah. I had it's, not been. You know, there's the joke about, like, you know, women are so whatever on their periods, and it's like, hey, that's, it's usually PMS, and once you actually get your period, things regulate out and you're not as cranky. Yeah, I wasn't cranky. Thank except you. for I like was just the week. Yeah, except for like yeah, the inconvenience of all of that. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's not that we necessarily become bitchier, it's just that we don't have the fucking time to deal with your shit because we're dealing with a lot of our own shit. Yeah. And so I still think all the same thoughts. I just normally keep them on the inside. Yeah, that's the that's the whole thing about PMS is it just removes your ability to uh, apply the required societal filter. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking I, I about just tact like, last week. Yeah, like. we're talking about tact excessively <laughs> and realizing that like uh, tact is actually kind of important to me mm-hmm. and to a point. Yeah, and I've recently, like you mentioned earlier, realized that I don't want to be tactful when people are making commentary on me anymore. Mm-hmm. When people are using me as a discussion object, I'm not interested in that anymore. Yeah. I'm not interested in being tactful. Do you have an example of something that happened recently, or um, not really? Okay. I, but I like I've noticed minor things like. Uh, where I will just respond with, I don't think that's very nice, and stuff with with, with people, um, and just, you know, realizing that I'm much more primed to fight in situations now where, like, I'll just be, instead of walking through areas of crowded people feeling timid with my headphones in, I've been going places without my headphones lately, and just, like, daring people to say some shit, because <laughs> uh, you and I have been talking about this. We always talk about books, and I'm, like, holding the book like we're on the fucking shopping channel right now, so if anybody is, like... Oh yeah, she's displaying it. You know she is. It is a it is a book my sister in law, past guest Katya Walashin, uh, 
press ganged my mother-in-law into buying me for Christmas. And it's taken me this long to read it because it looks like a chiclet novel on the front, right? Mm -hmm. Like, just like diet land. It's going to be like uh, Confessions of a Shopaholic or something Mm -hmm. like that. And that's the framing of this book is it is framed like a chiclet book. But then it's all about, like, uh, diet revolution and, like, body acceptance and and radical uh, feminist terrorism. Mm -hmm. And just, like, yeah, not giving a fuck, but not just not giving a fuck, but, like, fighting. Yeah, fighting back to, uh, like, there is this, there the character goes through a new plan to turn her into a different kind of person, and I feel like I went along with it, Mm. with the main character, where one of the things was was just don't be, don't, like, passively accept people trying to offer you victimhood basically mm. it was pretty much just like have you ever said anything back to these people like this is not advice to anyone it's like if someone harasses you probably don't say something back yeah because in the real world it's actually pretty scary yeah. still which is but bullshit i'm five but... foot nine and like 210 pounds of muscle so like if somebody wants to fuck with me they might be able to but there's also a very good chance that i'm gonna get some good hits in you know what i mean like like <sighs> So I'm, I'm just kind of like my soft marshmallow Katie from I when can't. we were kids before, like when we were friends so long ago, like now you're getting like radicalized yeah. or something. I just can't anymore. I'm just so, I realized I was so tired of hating myself. And mm-hmm. that was like the a moment that the character have, has is like, she suddenly, just suddenly she isn't hating herself anymore because of the things she's being asked to do. She realizes that that, that, that thought is absent. And she has all this space and room for things. Oh my now. god! Like how much RAM was that taking up in exactly. your brain? Exactly. The 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 making of the self as small as possible, as unobtrusive as possible. I'm just so sick of it. Like, like yeah. making sure that my armpits are shaved before I go outside yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Like fuck off! I'm just so tired of feeling. Oh, somebody didn't think to do X or Y today. Like, well, fuck you! I don't want your commentary. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling really fired. You. It's that's it. That is is, is the thing. Like I. I I realize that men have started to, they don't harass me so much anymore, but they'll like give me a sort of dirty look, like a, like a, a come on, Dikey Magoo or something like that. <laughs> uh, just kind of like a, oh, that doesn't do it for me. And it's like, well, it's not, you don't, it's not for you. Yeah. Like none of this is for you. I remember I you saw. You can some, just say nothing. I saw a thing recently that was like, listen to women you're not attracted to. Yeah. <laughs> As like a radical thing for men to do. Yeah. Because they often don't. don't. Yeah. We know some examples yeah, of Yeah, listen that. to women even if you don't want to fuck them. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Yeah. It's it's something that I've, I've really, yeah. Like, I'm having a hard time organizing the feelings now because I'm just like letting them all wash over me and going like, I want to fucking fight! But honestly, I've just kind of been uh, reshaping the way that I will allow people to look at me. <laughs> yeah. I really, like, this gets me going. Yeah, I really yeah, yeah, yeah. like it. Because I, like... Reclaim your space. Like, you're not... Yeah, you don't need to make yourself as small as possible. You just, no, like, I take up a lot I'm of I'm actually space. a very tall... Big person. Big person. Yeah. So I'm going to move through the world as if that's my reality, because it is. And I've, 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 been, I've been acting as if for so long mm-hmm. that I think now it finally... Now that I've been, I've been faking it for so long that I am, like, whatever, pull my shoulders back, go out there into the world, walk like you're thinking murder, or whatever it is, Charlize Theron. <laughs> recommended to to look like an evil queen out there yes. in the world. So I I yeah I'm I'm not getting out of the way for men on uh, on the sidewalk. I'll get out of the way for women because I'm sort of butch and that's the gentlemanly thing to do. <laughs> but I don't like I just I see these giant clots of male students who just aren't aware of the space that they're taking up and the fact that they're like taking up a whole hallway. Mm-hmm. I just don't move anymore. I've I will let men right. walk into me because again I'm I can handle that. Mm-hmm. I don't have bird bones, <laughs> so I should be okay. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, I'm waiting 
to the point where I actually get very hurt for this. I don't think I will be wounded permanently or whatever, but like the protagonist of this book gets punched in the face when she talks back to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a very real thing that could happen. I have good insurance. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, you can, you can use your white lady meat shield. White to, lady like, meat shield. Steal a little Jackie Cation yeah. phrase. And like, I can do that for myself too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And but like and others like our mm-hmm. our friends that are trans that get harassed, like if you're with them, like Yeah, of course. You have more of a Well that's the other safety, thing, just like, just because it's personal for me. Like yeah. it, like harassment of trans women particularly, uh, not that it doesn't happen to trans men, but it is overwhelmingly trans misogyny yeah. that gets replicated in public spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh like because my wife is trans, like, don't, you don't fuck with my wife. Like, mm. you don't say shit to my wife. Yeah. You can say whatever you want to me. I mean, even, you can't. You now, not anymore. Yeah, but, yeah. like, I'm much more tolerant of that than I am of anybody saying anything to her. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna fucking tear their eyes out. Yeah. Like, I, I'm gonna come at them. <laughs> I just, so don't fucking say shit to people. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's there all was, podcast. I had a really good, um, weekend last, uh... When was it? I don't know. The the Dyke March. Yeah, last weekend. And uh, I was tabling. Two weekends ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Time time is time a doesn't circle. exist. <laughs> um, but I was tabling and I was like making buttons for like all the cute non-binary and trans like youth that would like come to my table and they mm-hmm. were so they were so sweet. They're so sweet. And just it was such a really nice inclusive thing. And apparently I didn't even see this because I was at my table. Some turfy motherfucker showed up at the Dyke March oh, being no. like. Very, like, the, like, lesbian separatist, but, like, in a bad way. Like, I know a lot of lesbians that would like to be lesbian separatists, but they will include trans women in that, because lots of trans women are lesbians, too. (laughs) Most of them that I know. Yeah. So, basically saying, like, why can't we have a space where lesbians can just be, and we don't have to have these men here, kind of thing. And they had, like, they were carrying signs with uteruses on them, and double X chromosomes, and, like... It's so boring. And so the Dyke March today, like, they put out a statement being like, just to reiterate... Trans women are women. Super welcome. Trans women are dykes. And even if you don't identify with the label dyke, like, whatever flavor you are, like, you're, you're welcome here. totally welcome. If you love women, come on down. And that was really, really awesome. And then there were That's even great. some turfy bullshit, like, in the comments, like, and I was so disappointed. And, like, this one woman from, like, she was like, yeah, I was really involved in politics in the 70s. This is just the same old shit. It's so boring. Get a new thing. Like, let's please be done with this. Yeah. And like, it's so fucking boring. See, Catch up. That, isn't that where it comes down to? Is yeah. like, like, they were so sick of it. Like, it's been so violent and so shitty for so long that even, like, the casual stuff is just, like, I have no time for it. I have no mm-hmm. patience for it. And it's boring. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, a lot of rhetoric that I've seen um, surrounding the... Um, well, it's just like women who are speaking up about their situations, especially with the Google memo that went around last week. Oh, uh, uh, well, last week for two weeks ago. Again, mm-hmm. time doesn't exist. Um, the this dumb young white man who wrote this whole screed about how there's like inherent genetic differences in women and men, and so men are more apt to be in tech, and we should stop trying to include women and people of color. It's just it. so boring it's so because boring. because that's been debunked already. Yeah, all of it, all, none of his science was good. Mm-hmm. And there's all of these people who are replying to tweets that are like, "Well, he just used science. He was very polite." Yeah, he used like grade three science. He used bad grade three science. It was a terribly researched report. It was badly written. Mm-hmm. It was poorly argued. Like that's the same thing about like gender stuff. I think maybe we talked about this, but it's like someone some. Oh, have asshole... we talked about gender stuff before? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, but this particular thing, like, some asshole was like, 
you know, anyone with a, like a grade three science degree can tell that men and women are different. And so trans people, it's like, yeah, that's a grade three science thing over here in university, like where we've actually done research, realize that gender is totally a spectrum. Like everyone reads sexing the body, like chromosomes don't make a difference. There's a huge wide spectrum of ways that chromosomes even work. Yeah. So like, even that is not distinct. Yeah, means nothing. Like, yeah, it's not distinct. There's so many other things in, in play. It's a, it is a big, broad, bell curve kind of deal. exactly. So, like, get with it, man. Like, science has proved that shit already. Stop flogging dumb ideas that serve a comfortable world for you Mm -hmm. at the expense of harming other people. Yeah. Stop it. Please. Did I just solve it? (laughs) Did I just make the right argument? I really fucking hope so. I know. I just... my, My problem is that... So we were talking with Chris James, and he goes in and disrupts all this stuff, and I'm like, I can't even engage with the people because they make me so mad that I can't form a coherent thought to argue back. Yeah. Because I just... I have so much rage. Yeah. And... And nothing... And you have intellect and they don't, so it's not an equal fight, right? So even if you did get to say what you yeah, wanted to say... Yeah, just even trying to defend myself in political stuff, like, people that are really right-wing, like, libertarian folks that are, like, they don't want any government involvement, they think everyone should just, like, pull themselves up by their bootstraps, whatever. Maybe that's not even libertarian. I guess it's sort of libertarian. Super, like, neocon stuff. Neoliberal libertarian. I yeah. can't. I can't explain why... I want different policies because I'm just like, to me, it's so essential and basic to be like, human beings need to be taken care of and we yeah. need to look after each other. Yeah. Ah, that doesn't seem, it does not you know? feel like a controversial statement. And the fact that it is today is a very alarming mm-hmm. thing. So, but I just like, then I feel kind of like an idiot because I can't argue my position. Right. And I'm like, well, it's not a thought experiment for me. I know we've hammered your this life. point before. Yeah, it's our life. This is just, this is how I live my life. So you can either do it or not, but this yeah. is what I think should, anyway. But, but it's, it's been, like, that's yeah. what they feel too. It's their worldview. It's such a different mindset. Yeah, yeah, but their worldview is still like, well, we don't want people to have more. Mm-hmm than they already have. Whereas I'm like, no, I need the people who need things to have more and the people who already have more than they need to give up more. Mm-hmm. Which, again, does not feel controversial to me because it's like if you have all of these resources that you don't need, but that you're hoarding them and the other people have needs that can't be met, you're a criminal, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. Like, mm-hmm. you're violent, you're doing damage to you're people, and you're yeah. certainly not living a godly life. Mm-hmm. If, especially if you're a religious person, you hold these beliefs, that's just crackers. I know I'm not reaching anybody with this rhetoric. Yeah. I realize that anybody who's listening to that is probably on the same page yeah. as us. But it's just so distressing. And, like, seeing... Finally seeing some some men standing up to illuminate things that women are trying to scream and just mm-hmm. aren't being heard to say. So this guy... Um, he had a really incredible Storify story. Uh, is all tweets. Uh, I'll try to find uh, what the fella's name was, but it was all just like, "Hey, guys who are messaging women like about this Google memo, like, don't like you. There is nothing you're saying that hasn't been said to these women tens of thousands of times mm-hmm. before. You think you're saying something that's like helpful, but you you do not understand how irrelevant you are as a person. How much your contribution doesn't matter is exactly the same as a million others. You have been told you're special your whole life, and you're not." Like You're that, boring. That, Stop it. I can see how that would be really hurtful, though, to a person Good. that... I know. But, like, it is, you know... I've got some friends that are straight white guys, and some of them are really confused and hurt and are a little bit like, but why all of this? Like, I'm not a bad person, and I don't understand, and it's just like, ah. Well, pay attention to the other people who belong to the group that you're in. Yeah. Like, I know that white women are trash a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah, it's, sorry, like, it's not, we're, we're not exempt because we're women. Like, I've done racist things in my mm-hmm. life. I've been a bad, I've done bad things because yeah. of the privilege that I have. 
that's all we're asking. Mm-hmm. Is that you go, huh, okay, I'm part of this group that has a lot of privileges. I need to pay attention to people who I'm not part of the same group mm-hmm. as them because they have information about their lives that I don't have. Exactly. And I need to get that information yeah. to be able to make informed choices. There was another really good uh, Twitter thread thing, too, that was like, people like these white supremacists, right? Mm-hmm. They're fighting for, not that anything's being taken away from them except for their exclusivity of access. So yeah. to be like... It's not that they're not getting a seat at the table, it's just that now they're not the only people at the table, but they want to be the only people at the table. Yeah. And the fact that other people get to also join in is not... They yeah, feel they like don't want equality away. at all. They, they want like, supremacy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is right in the name. They call themselves white supremacists. Yeah, but the thing is, they're never supreme. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they're always very, like, dumb and ugly. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, he, like, this whole thread was, like, a very good thing about just, like, here's some of the ways that, you know, like, you're not actually being oppressed because no one is trying to legislate away your this, that, or the other. Yeah. You know, no one is making you buy extra insurance for your body parts. Nobody's, yeah. you know, nobody's legislating who you can marry or not. Yeah. So, like, you're not actually being oppressed by the state at all. In fact, the police and the state apparatuses protect you while they oh, yeah. shit on other people. Even if they're peacefully counter-protesting you, the police will yeah. turn on them instead of you because yeah. you have rights to freedom of speech even though you're yeah. carrying torches and basically inciting hate and whatever. Yeah, and literally and giving the Nazi salute. Yeah. Yikes. So, like, I just... I don't understand how people can't see the difference between, mm-hmm. so it's not, you're not being oppressed, you're just being asked to shut up and listen, but that is, like, so hurtful, I guess. Yep. And you know what? It is hurtful. Mm-hmm. There's, I, I think I've talked about this in the pod yeah. before a long time ago that I got called out for saying something really dumb once online that was not, like, it wasn't hatefully racist, but I was basically trying to defend someone who had made, who had used Trayvon Martin as a rhetorical device mm-hmm. for discussions about sexual assault on women Mm. and the criticism was of, of just taking that narrative and applying it for a white, a white feminist to do that was not okay. And then I came back and defended it basically. And Mm. I defended it in a way like, Oh, well, I don't think you actually see how it's like, I I totally like white splained to somebody And she did not take it at all. She was not having it. She laid into me really hard, and it sucked, and I hated mm-hmm. it. It was very deeply upsetting, and I really had to reevaluate how I, like, who I was and how I felt about myself. And but it took I mean, me, like, three or four days to get over it. That's how you grow as a person, though, right? The thing is, like, you have to be embarrassed. You have to realize that your perspective is not objective. Mm-hmm. And that's what that experience taught me. Mm-hmm. Because it isn't. Like, no matter how th- smart and thoughtful you are, no matter how far outside of yourself you can get, you still only have your experience to go on if you don't listen to other people, if you don't prioritize their voices in these conversations. And I still don't do that perfectly. When I mm-hmm. assemble, like, when I book comedy shows, sure, I can say, like, okay, I need a certain, I need to have people of color, I need to have women, yeah, I need I to have like cool people. Yeah, I like how Morgan Brayton gave you that shout-out. That was very nice of her. That's not why I do it, but I no, love no, no, that No, 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 but it was it. a good acknowledgement of, like, she's like, great, I like seeing show bookers make these explicit calls. I think yeah. that's really badass. And I actually did get a number of requests from women and people of color. So that was lovely. So I got like a pretty diverse couple of lineups coming up. That's great. But that's, that's just, that's just lip service. Mm-hmm. All that is, is the bare minimum. Yeah. Uh, and I you still it, host it and run it. Well, exactly. Right. <laughs> it's guess, it's like, me and another that's... white person are doing yeah, it. Yeah. So uh, like, yeah, if we don't, if we don't actually make those changes, if we don't have the forced diversity that mm-hmm. like, this guy was railing about oh, in right. his Google memo, if it's not like 
implicit in hiring practices, you will never get a diverse perspective mm-hmm. because it will always just be people hiring people who are like them. And the thing is, is like the best person for the job seldom ever is, you know, you haven't looked as closely as you can. You like picked your friend. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of it was like, they're not just hiring people because they're a diversity check mark. Yeah. It's just, you're asking for like a second look to be like, Hey, did yeah. I actually reject this person because of their qualifications and yeah. realize, or it was because their name sounded black. Yeah. And so I put their resume over there. Yeah. No, it's, you know? it's, it's a real, that like, was another thing from that Twitter thread. It's like, yeah, let's, ha- let's give these guys a world in which they actually experience the oppression they think they're getting. So every yeah. resume where it has the name Jeff on it gets thrown right in the garbage. G-off. It was you spelled, know? right? Yeah, like yeah. G-E-O-F-F. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whitest of names. Yeah, yeah. So like, th- that's what happens a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, and yeah. It's a scary thing. I, uh, I, I really, it, it, <laughs> That's, I feel like we talk about this a lot, and I also feel like I say that a lot, and probably that too. Whatever, man. It's, 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 it's the background of our lives right now. It's yeah. the foreground of our lives, mm-hmm. really. It's it's so big in everything that's being talked about, and I just, like, I'm just angry. Yeah. Um, and I'm not scared anymore, because I can't be. Like, that, that, again, the juice is gone. Like, mm-hmm. I, I burned out my panic juice since November. Like, it's just been going and going, and then sometime around March or April, it just, like, sputtered out, and I've just been gliding ever since. Like, there's no gas. I'm just Cessnaing over the world right ha. now, where I'm just kind of like, oh, so this is happening now. Oh, mm-hmm. how about this? Oh, like, I'm gonna die. We're all gonna die. And then going, like, oh, probably not. No, it's fine. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. like, we're... Unbelievable news is our regular day-to-day right now, yeah, yeah. and it will be for the next probably couple of years, mm-hmm. and then hopefully things will get better, but mm-hmm. but right now it is like that, and so we do have to talk about it a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. Or fortunately, because I get real fired up, and sometimes, like... Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good it's good conversations. You mm-hmm. New things become uncovered every time you kind of go through. You find what I want. This is almost like practice for me to figure out, like, what are some good ways that I can talk to these people that yeah. I don't understand, Yeah, you know, find like a nuanced way. The more conversation, like someone else that we have as a guest or through our own meanderings will come up with the perfect turn of phrase to like have that encapsulated in a sentence or whatever. Wouldn't that be <laughs> or something? Or a good analogy or something. Because like, I, I really do like, I know I'm, I'm making a lot of noise about like I'm fucking done with it. And stuff. Yeah. The truth is like I am a very compassionate person and mm-hmm. I even people who are shitheads, people, yeah. people who have like tortured me in my life. I don't want bad things to happen to them. Yeah. I don't really want good things to happen to them either, but I want them to have nice little neutral lives and stay the fuck away from me kind mm-hmm. of thing. But so when it's people who like have hateful views, I don't want to come at them and say, you're a fucking asshole. Like you're a terrible person. Cause you don't want your kid to learn about what it means to be gay in grade 10 or yeah. whatever. Like, I think that they're pretty backwards, but like they, there are for them legitimate reasons they believe that. Like they have, they have internal logic that verifies all that for them, and and as bad as I think that is, like I have to have a certain degree of compassion for like these are my beliefs and I hold them sacred. Yeah, and you just have to live your life with that example, I guess, and yeah. share that because like it's just hard. Like not everyone can have their come to Jesus conversion moment of I just like want them to. my child is gay and I love them anyway, and I realize that it's fine now. Yeah. Like, those things, there's not a life long enough for people to be able to have those, like, personal conversions, so what do we do? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I... I, there's a lot of rhetoric about responding to Nazis with violence. And Mm -hmm. I think that like, once you get to that point where you're zig heiling in the street. Oh, then you, yeah, you need to be put down. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's not an opinion, right? Like it is, opinion stops being an opinion when you want to stop people from accessing safety 
Yeah, when or you, you want, don't want them to exist. When you want to kill people. Yeah. They want to kill people. They want to... They'll say that they don't. They just want them to not be alive anymore. <laughs> you know? Like, right, well, right, Yeah, right. so it's, it's, that's, the, that's the messed up part. I'm hoping that it's really not that many people who believe that. But I think that there are people who are moving to the side. And I've heard, like, some men saying, like, well, you called them Nazis anyway, so they thought they might as well be. I'm like, well, we called them Nazis because they're behaving like Nazis. Mm-hmm. And us calling them that did not push them further. Yeah. I just, like, I don't know what to do about these groups of, like, young white men that are feeling so hurt about being told that, like, oh, your opinion doesn't actually matter and you need to sit down and shut up. Yeah. That then they're finding, like, Chris was saying, like, when you're told that you're stupid and worthless and stuff by other people, like, for whatever reason... Mm-hmm then you find this big community of people that are very supportive of you and will have your back, and then it's like, why wouldn't you go over to them? Because they're treating you so much better. Hey, MRAs and Nazis. People told me I was worthless and terrible throughout (laughs) my entire childhood, and I've never, ever advocated for genocide. Yeah. Hot tip. Yeah, so it's like, you can do that. Yeah. You can also just, like, do some introspective work and be like, why do people say this about me? Mm Mm-hmm. And then maybe you can be a better person. Are you the common denominator in all of these situations? Maybe you need to change some of your behavior because you're not making any friends that yeah. way. Or I think it's like the concept ahead. of entitlement that people have a lot of difficulty with, especially young people. They're like, mm-hmm. we're not entitled, we're not entitled. Like, I don't think millennials as a whole are entitled. And to say that men are as a whole are entitled is maybe too simple. Sure. Because there's obviously, like, there's gay men, there's racial. Oh, intersectional. Men, there's kind of, like, hugely intersectional. But by and large, like, we have a world that, suggests that like male desire is some sort of objectivity like and that's mm-hmm. that's that's a thing that is a very powerful force in the world and the world is designed to meet that need mm-hmm. and that is how movies work that's how tv works that how, that's how books work that's how sports work mm-hmm. that's how politics work they never have to be confronted with like oh you have to see this through somebody else's eyes they're just because used they're to like no 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 cater- it's my viewpoint that is the, the viewpoint and yeah. everything else is a minority viewpoint even though you're only, like, 30% of the United States, mm-hmm. a white man. Yeah. So it's something that I just, like, I, I, I am losing my sympathy in these mm-hmm. situations where I go, well, like, I get it. Like, I know, and I have to, like, say it in a way that's, like, inviting. I and know, right? Like, like, I still... Yeah. I want to just, like, powerbomb these people through a concrete block. I just want them to have consequences to their actions. Yeah. Like, I have... Con- Lose your job! There are lots of consequences to my actions. This, it happens. Like, you, if you say something shitty to someone, they'll stop being your friend, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, You know, or yeah, you could lose your job. If I breach confidentiality, like then the I'll lose my job. The guy was supposed to lose his job. He should lose his job for what he did. And he did, and now he's got a... Uh, job big, offer from Julian Assange. Yeah, and he's working... He got a big op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, or something that's like disgusting. that. Or the, so it's like, that's privilege too where it's like a woman who said that would get death threats and be chased off the internet and into hiding basically but he got an editorial in the wall street journal or some being a woman is so tiring it's so tiring (laughs) i can hear it in your voice now i'm just so tired Mm -hmm. and that's like yeah so this 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 book diet lands by saray walker um, she's a fat woman and she wrote this book about a fat woman who learns to stop trying to shrink herself to become acceptable. Like she stops believing in the thin woman that lives inside of her mm-hmm. and realizes that I'm just a person already. Mm-hmm. And that was like a real, like I, I've heard this kind of discussion. I've heard this discourse but this for the last five click. or six years, probably like fat acceptance has been making a really big, uh, but the thing is, is I, I, 
I have a very in-betweeny body in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. I'm pretty mesomorphic, but I'm, I'm heavy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a big person. So, like, I've always been, quote-unquote, fat to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, but I'm also not a very feminine person, so I'm not, like, the kind of fatness that... Like, I don't have large breasts. I don't, like, have a very generous, like, voluptuous figure. Mm-hmm. So I can't, like, wear feminine clothes and, and, and like, do the... Um, like, like, the, the hyper-feminine yeah. pin-up look that, that is, like, the one acceptable way to be, like, a good fat woman. Mm-hmm. Is that if you, like, don't eat in front of people and make sure you're always primped and preened. Yeah, like, really crisp, because... Really. Heaven, heaven forbid you're like wrinkly and slovenly and or like sloppy or, or lazy. Like. Yeah, exactly. So this this and she goes from wearing like these long black skirts and long black shirts to wearing like whatever the fuck she wants that fits. Mm-hmm. And like whatever, bright tights, big that she's like, I don't care that my legs look like hams. Like, fuck you. I deserve to be out here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, hang on. If I don't care what people think, then I can also do that. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I, the truth is I've just been caring forever. Mm-hmm. I still care. I still want people to think I'm attractive. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, you know what? Whatever, I'm getting older. I'm not getting any more attractive to most people. Mm-hmm. So maybe I can just start liking myself more. Mm-hmm. That is that, that is that, you know, we hear women in their fifties and sixties talk about that. Where I don't give a like, shit anymore. Yeah. So it's like, we're working our way into that phase where it's like, you know, I've got a partner mm-hmm. and I've got lots of friends and I actually have lots of friends that still think I'm super hot and want to smooch me. Yeah. So like, who cares about all these other random weirdos? Like I oh, don't exactly. need that. And if people like, I don't need to change my body to be more attractive to someone. I want to attract people that are enthusiastically into what I've got going on. And exactly. if, if not, then so I'm not missing out on anything. I'm no. not. I'm not lonely. I'm I don't want to fuck so somebody. I guess want to fuck me. Yeah. Right. Like I don't want to be with somebody who is like tepid in, with me in spite of my looks. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, know, you got a nice personality, so I'll yeah. deal with this. Yeah. That's not attractive to me. That's not. I don't need someone to throw me a bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally or figuratively. <laughs> like I don't need a favor from someone. Yeah. So like I f- I'm good enough. It this might be harder than like I guess this is my privilege as a person in a long-term relationship. Sure. You know, and like so people that are single and maybe have a hard time meeting folks, this is like a harder thing to do. Yeah. To have that acceptance, but at the same time if you are just being yourself and you haven't met anyone but you're really truly like yourself, like then you're not hiding it like you're not hiding anything so then the person that you eventually do get together with yeah. will like you for who you are and you don't need to change anything. Yeah. Which pe- is going to feel better. And sure. then if not, you're living your best life. Yeah. Living authentically is the most important know. thing. I don't want to be like, I, truth be told, I haven't been lonely in a long time. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's, that again is like a privilege yeah. there. Like to, to not, but I like to be alone also. Yeah. Like I cultivate a lot of solo solitary time in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think like, God forbid something happened to my relationship. Like I would be okay. And I don't think that I would like try to lose a bunch of weight to be appealing to people. Cause like, Ultimately, I've started to find, like, a look for me that mm-hmm. is, like, an actual look that is consistent and, and something that I can tweak parts of. And it feels good for you It to feels do very it. good for me, and I feel like I'm coming into a space in my life where, I, like, the confidence that I've been faking has become real to Ooh, the point it that it's, like... <laughs> That it's kind of like moving into each other where like I'm, I'm, I'm progressing as a creator and a performer. I'm progressing as like a human being in the world. And I want to be more of a friend to myself mm. where like I speak to myself in a way that is more encouraging and realizing like, like I, I will sometimes sit and like collect all the fat on my belly in my hands and like pull it up and be like, oh, this is a lot to look at right now. And then just realize 
that, hey, I've always, that's always been a body that I have where mm-hmm. I've, I've like grabbed handfuls of chunk from my body and pulled it away from myself and gone, what the fuck? That's the body I've always had. I know, right? And it's the the body I probably always will have. It might be a little smaller. It might be a little bigger, but it's always kind of going to be shaped like this. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how about I just deal with that? And that that's just my reality now. Mm -hmm. And that's it forever. Like, this is just the body that I will always have and it will change, but I can't make it be my ideal. Yeah. And if I did, that would be so much upkeep that I wouldn't have time for anything else. True enough. Hey, like, I've seen folks undergo amazing body transformations and it's like that's what they really want to do and they're doing it in a way that's not damaging themselves i'm like fucking you're amazing go for it like i have a friend such a time commitment right but that's like their main thing that they do yeah it's just body modification Mm -hmm. basically so and like yeah no no shade to that no, if you want to do that but i just have other things that i want to do let's stop calling that a morally correct position yeah it's, it's an incredible achievement. Yeah. If you have put your mind to something and done it, regardless of whether or not it upholds a beauty standard, that's very impressive. Yeah, I'm also super impressed with someone that, like, studied really hard and learned how to play piano in their 20s. Yes. And practiced every day and, and got really had fucking their good thing at it, And figured know. it out and just did it. That's incredible, and I'm really proud of you. Even if I don't know you, I'm very proud of you. Mm-hmm. But for me... I want to be nice to my body, and I want to keep it healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't, that, what does not support that is, is dieting, like Mm -hmm. is restrictive eating because I can eat diet food for a long time. I can eat like restricted calories for a long time, but when I start feeling deprived is when I start getting into a binge cycle. Mm -hmm. So I can't really do that anymore. Like the closest thing I've done is, is like just looked at my, my macronutrients that I eat, like making sure protein, fat, and carbs are coming in like a good ratio. That's yeah. the only thing I focus on now is like, I was counting calories with that, but I was like, I can't, I don't want to. Yeah. It's very boring. Yeah. So I just like try to eyeball the amount of protein that I have and make sure that I'm not like overdoing sugar. Mm-hmm. I still do. Like yesterday I wanted, I decided with a friend we were going to get drunk and we were going to eat a lot of food. And we did it, and I felt great after. Yeah. I didn't feel like I ate too much. I felt like I ate a lot, but I didn't feel sick at all. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted to do that. I liked every bite of everything I ate. Mm-hmm. It was a fantastic time. Yeah, That's the kind of experiences I want to have in my life, where it's like, I, I listened to what I wanted, I got what I wanted, and I feel good. Whether that's, you know, oh, I had a California spa salad. But, like, I fucking whatever. love a California spa salad sure, when I'm the, in the mood with, for with it. With a fucking spritzer or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's a great time. Or, like, I love not drinking sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's this idea that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be good or something like that. Like, no, I need to be sustainable. Yes. I need to be able to keep doing what I'm doing. Yes. And that's, like, my relationship with food. I've talked a little bit about, like, I have modified some of my diet a little bit. Very proud of your lunch making. Yeah. That's a great habit. But it's more just, like, yeah, taking care of myself and saving money is a big thing as well. But, like, cooking, I'm a fucking great cook. Yeah. So eating a lot of greens and beans is, like, goddamn delicious. And and it's really good for my work day. You look forward to eating the thing that you made. And you don't have to be like, what do I want to eat? I have to find something. And you end up getting something that makes you feel bad. Yeah, yeah, Because you waited too long and you're 
you're too hungry. Yeah, you just wander and get a convenient thing or whatever. Yeah. So it's like I'm making it easier for myself to just like enjoy things. I like to bring my lunch to work a yeah. lot. It's 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 not that much extra work once you nail down the habit. Yes. After about a month, it's very easy. Yeah. At first, it sucks. I really like it, and it's like honestly, the bullet journal has really helped because I just like love your bullet and your honestly, bullet journal. Honestly, the podcast has helped because it's a routine. Structure. So on Sundays, yeah. I edit the podcast, and while I'm listening to the podcast, I'm doing my little weekly bullet journal pages and being creative and coloring and like awesome. relaxing my brain. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also probably roasting something in the oven at the same time. For sure. And then I, like, listen to other things and pack my lunches together, and it's really good. I like... But so what I'm striving for is just to get my body into balance so that it works really well. Yeah. And does what I want it to, and so that I don't have pain, heartburn, indigestion, Mm -hmm. which I guess is the same thing, like recognizing, hey, I ate that food and now my stomach is hard and it hurts so bad and I'm having really bad cramps. Yeah. That's no fun for anybody. No. So find out what food is doing that or find out ways to make my stomach, like, more healthy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In a way that so it doesn't hurt and so that it all works great. And so then I have, like, good discussions with my acupuncturist about, like, how great my poops are now and stuff. (laughs) It's, like, so good. Like, I'm really loving it. Yeah. And my body feels... Great, and I have lost some weight, Mm -hmm. but now I don't feel like my joints don't hurt as much anymore. Like, I just feel like I'm going back into homeostasis, right? Where you're just, you just feel good and neutral. There's nothing that's fucked up or or out of whack. And like, yeah, my body systems are starting to work again, which makes me feel really Being able to (laughs) eat, sleep, move, and shit consistently is so unbelievably important. Mm -hmm. So important. Like, when those four things are working in tandem, that's health. Like, that's that's stasis for yeah. me. Like, that's a great, great thing. And, like, working towards that is a very noble goal, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and and then whatever you actually look like when that... Then that's what your body is. Then that's what your body is. <laughs> Turns and out. Like, like, tough shit. Like, if you really want to diet, then go ahead. But really, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just more interested in finding things that fit me the way that I am now. And, and just, like... Being ready to just sort of, like, flux in and out of, like, being a little bigger, being a little smaller, yep. depending on the season, depending on what's in season, yes. depending on how I feel and yes. want to cook, like, and I want that to all be okay. Yes, and in, and leaving room in your life just for pleasure. That's the thing that really... Yes. I need it. That really d- depriving and restricting and not having pleasure in my... Like, I'm such a hedonist that it just yeah. makes me angry when I don't have indulgent pleasure in my life. I just need that. It's part of my whole makeup. Like, that's what gives me joy is, like, a little bit of hedonism and in a social way, too, like, to be able, oh, I can't go out for this because I'm not eating that right now is, like, really... That sucks. Yeah, it makes me really sad. It's a bummer. And I just, yeah, I don't... I want other people to also have lots of pleasure in their life from whatever makes them happy. And it doesn't have to be food if exercising all the time, like, gives you such a really good feeling, and that's something that, like, fuck, yeah, you found your thing. That's so great. I love you. Like, that's wonderful. I love working out. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I do it consistently three days a week. I was, yeah. I I went to the gym before I came here. No, I know, but it's, it's, (laughs) but that was, like, this is the only thing I've ever found that I've ever wanted to do consistently is lift weights three days a week at a gym that costs a lot of money, (laughs) which is the thing, the thing is, like, I've invested in it, so I have to go. And you've figured out your priorities. I figured out my priorities. And the truth is I keep like I keep getting minor injuries and they keep healing them. Like they keep helping me heal them. So my back is doing much better now. That's so good. It's still stiff and sore, but it isn't painful like it was. I'm I'm doing like a lot of interesting things that release my SI joint. Like I have to basically stretch.
strap a belt around my hips and hold it tight for two mm-hmm. minutes so that like it compresses my hips and then it releases the uh, the pressure on my lower back. That's something that I did as a doula. That was like the main thing that I did when a woman's in labor. Is you press on her. Press on, squeeze the hips inward yeah. to relieve the pressure on the lower back because yeah. that's, you know, you're carrying so much weight. So you get them down on hands and knees and you wrap a scarf around their hips and belly yeah. and just hold that in and like... I needed to be way stronger to be a doula to be able to do that. I, so I might not... be. I would probably be a good like physical doula yeah, yeah, at this yeah. point because I can. I'm really good at massage and I'm really good at like holding up heavy things for a long time. Well, okay, maybe. <laughs> but I don't like to get up in the middle of the night, so oh, dang. Well, probably not gonna do. It I, could be an amazing team. If I go into labor like with my own children, <laughs> oh, I'll help you. You can come and squeeze my hips. <laughs> like I wouldn't. Yeah. Like I wouldn't. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I am. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I've been at lately. It's sort of like just, um, taking a bit more pleasure and being a bit of an asshole. Mm -hmm. Um, not even like, again, dirtbag summer, uh, has been my rallying cry, which is just kind of like, I'm allowed to be a Mm dirtbag, which means I'm allowed to be selfish, which Mm -hmm. means I'm allowed to be indulgent. Those are the things that it means to me. I can be lazy if I want to be. So I've been, I've spent a lot of mornings just chilling in bed listening to things or reading things and that's I no regrets like sometimes I'll wake up and be like wow I kind of wasted half the morning but I've had so much more energy but it's to not do a things. waste no it was, it was pleasure yeah and I've had the time to do that and I've been able to like rest mm-hmm. and get that and uh it, it's made my creativity work a lot easier mm-hmm. like jokes come more simply to me because I'm not overworked mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, I'm, I'm in a good place right now you're giving your brain space to like be a little yeah. bit bored and have some new thoughts pop in because exactly. you're, you're not focusing on whatever else. And I am, like, I'm busy. I see a lot of people. I do the podcast. I do comedy. I do, like, I write. So those are all things. Like, I am. I'm, 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 my finger's in a lot of pies right now, but not too many. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think, I think, I feel like I'm, I'm socially at stasis. Mm-hmm. And that's good there. So I wish I had a little bit more time to do things, to see more people. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to have really high quality experiences or just nice. enjoy the experiences that I'm having yeah. at any given time. And then in terms of like having like you don't need to be nice to everybody all the time or something like yeah. that also takes up a lot of time and energy to be like, oh, how can I say this in a way that's not going to hurt their yeah. feelings and whatever? Like, especially if they're like attacking you or mm-hmm. making you feel shitty mm-hmm. or having some kind of goddamn yeah. stupid devil's advocate debate or something. You can just be like, I'm not here for that. I don't care and I don't want to hear about this anymore. Exactly. Like, I really. People will often comment on stuff on Graham Clark's Facebook and he's just like, please don't bring that shit on my wall. Please go away. I don't want to hear it. And it's like, well, but you just want to. And it's like, he's nope. like, no, I, I don't want to. No, and that's yeah, <laughs> it's like, that's good. <laughs> that's been something I've been um yeah. <laughs> I've been practicing like walking away from conversations that are going places that aren't great. Mm-hmm. Um like I don't want to have a debate. I don't think yeah. that they're inherently good. No. And th- that's a, that, that is one frustrating like maleness thing that I've experienced. This is not universal hashtag yeah. as we know, not all men. It's a very it's uh, honestly this is a pretty small group of of men who just like really love to argue. Yes. They, they really love it, they think, but they think it's inherently a beneficial thing. It's a noble is to, pursuit. Is, is, to, to... is to argue. And the thing is, this, like, arguing for the sake of arguing is great when you're talking about things that have no impact on your life. Yeah, or things that are like a theoretical concept that doesn't yeah. actually exist, but it's like more of a what-if scenario. Yeah. Like philosophy, yeah. what is the nature of, you know, human goodness yeah. or something? And it's like we can all have our different philosophies about that and we yeah. can argue and like none of them are right. No. That's the point. That's the thing is there is no right one. But like when it comes to people's like humanity, you know, I guess maybe people could argue, oh, there's no right answer. It's like, yes, there is though. And yeah, it's people like have not it. harming people. Yeah, don't, don't hurt folks. That's, that seems so simple to me. <laughs> so I don't it's know. It's really complicated. <laughs> maybe but, like, I'm contradicting myself in a way, but I don't know. Oh, who knows? Care. Who cares? We, we're not, we're dumb too sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah. But 
Yeah, I just, I, you know, I've had, I've I had an almost identical experience with two different, two very different people who are both kind of shit disturbers. One who started talking to me about Jordan Peterson, who is the UBC professor, not UBC, the, 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 the Toronto, no, McGill, U of T professor, who like became famous for saying he'd never call a student a not, by a non-binary pronoun. And while at the same time using neutral pronouns yeah. in the same sentence, which but, is just like fucking brilliant. So it was like the, the, both of these people I was talking to thought that this guy is like an important thinker and speaker and that his opinion should be considered. And I'm like, just because he has it doesn't necessarily mean it's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, like, they're like, well, he, you know, he's getting in trouble at school. I'm like, he didn't, though. He still has his job. He's tenured. Like, yeah. he can't be fired for his opinions. And also, someone set up a Patreon for him, and now he makes $30,000 a month ah. for that. So I was just like, this guy is not Again, a victim. Again, I want people to feel the consequences. <laughs> this, is, this man is not a victim. This man doesn't need my sympathy, and this man doesn't need me to listen to him. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I'm not going to have this conversation. And And... One of those guys just kept twisting, and I was just like, you know what? No, I'm I'm just gonna go do something else. Okay, have a good night. And then another one who I like more, who is somebody I really like as a person. I was like, this is making me uncomfortable because this is actually about stuff that's really important to me. And he backed off. Was like, mm. you know what? I'm sorry. Like that's totally like, I, this is something I like to talk about, but I can understand that it's not fun for you. And that was all I wanted. That's so good. Which is so great. That's like, again, that's basic decency. Mm -hmm. That's just basic, like, okay, yeah, this conversation, you don't really want to have it. It's not fun for you. Let's talk about something else. Mm -hmm. Let's have, let's go have a smoke. Let's go have a drink. Like, let's, that made me realize, like, okay, that's somebody that we don't agree on things, but that's a safe person. Yeah, yeah. And that's really, that's really gratifying. That's a really nice model, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was a good example I had of, like, here's how I don't like interacting with people, and here's how I do, even if we don't have similar beliefs. Like, I don't want to be in an echo chamber necessarily. Like, I, and I'm not in a lot of ways. Like, I talk to a lot of people all the time in comedy who have very different views Mm -hmm. than I do. And I'm still acquaintances with them. Like, even the people I don't like, I love. I love the people who are doing this. I care about them all very much as individuals and as a group. And so, like, it hurts me when we have big conflict. Mm -hmm. So, it's very nice that there are people I can disagree with, but it's still okay. And that they still respect my personhood. And they might think I'm kind of shrill, but they're also more likely to listen to me because I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. What's the best part of, like, freeing up this mental space? Besides just having the room yeah, I to guess, be a more of a person. Yeah, I guess that is, like, the thing that I like to joke about around boundaries. Yeah. You know, where it's, like, if somebody that I don't like, they know it. You know, and that's always been the case. Yeah, you're not subtle. Yeah, which, like, I think that I am more than I actually am. Oh, you're am. super not, sorry. I had to have a discussion with somebody about someone um, in a personal situation, being like, I really don't feel comfortable that they're here at this thing. Um, it's kind of a confidential circle that we're working in, and I don't trust this person. They're not. Yeah. I've had very bad experiences with them. I had to set really hard boundaries with them. You can do whatever you want, but just know that, like, I will feel uncomfortable if this person's here and I might quit. Yeah. And it's not, uh, like, it feels kind of bad to be like, oh, you know, I mm-hmm. exclude this person because of my fifis, you know, but at the same time, it's like, uh, You don't want to be there. I don't. So I'm like, it's fine. So I'm just letting you know what's going on. Yeah. And she, like, the person that I told was like, yeah, I thought something was weird when you just wouldn't even look at that person. Like, something was up. Yeah. Why, like, why were you acting so weird? And I'm like, well, this is why. Yeah. I had to have a private conversation <laughs> about it. And I will just let you do, she's like, she's an amazing woman of color organizer. Yeah. And this person is like a, queer man of color, but he just, like, 
oh, I've just had some very bad experiences sure. with them, you know? Yeah. And so it's like... It's a lot of people who do good work for their communities, yeah. but just aren't, like, good people. Right, so then she was very much like, you know, anyone that's, like, part of an equity-seeking group, I want to give the chance. Like, are they are they just an asshole or have they not had the opportunity to be mentored and develop better skills? And yeah. I'm like, that's totally fair. If you want to take that on and um, mentor this person and make it better and make it easier to work with him, fuck, that would actually be great because he's, he's got a lot of energy. He's really involved in a lot of things. Yeah. So that might actually change a lot of dynamics. I really don't have the energy because, you know, I actually tried to do that already. Yeah. And this is this was my experience with it, and yeah. this is what I had to do. I was all on board with him getting engaged in this thing, yeah. and then it just was really exhausting, and mm-hmm. I was getting just a flood of constant text yeah. messages, and then some weird shit at one in the morning on Facebook, and oh, like, no. yeah, it was just not good. So, no, no, no. Anyway, no, no. so I don't know what's going to happen with that. I'm like, I leave this in your court, and we'll see what happens, like, in our in our little friend group, like... Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's tough, um, and I'm, I'm not good at boundaries in the way that you are, and I think, like, that... It used to bother me that you were so good at it, and mm-hmm. I was so bad at it, because I just thought you were mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it really... And I'm, I, I'm obviously worried about people thinking that I'm mean, because I don't want to be mean. Are you a little less worried about that now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's Oh, my cool. God, so much less worried, because I think that I can... I can have, my boundaries aren't that clear to me even, mm-hmm. but when they're encroached upon, it becomes clear. Yeah. So there are certain things where so I'm like, learning. the thing is, is I can be civil to literally anybody. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can always be civil. I can always like talk. Well, not always like yeah. 99% of the time. I, I feel can. like I can still be civil and professional, but I'm just not warm. And I think people expect me. No, to I'm be, good at faking the warmth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People expect me to still be warm and whatever. 99% and of the time I am like my, my, my warmth, even when I'm dealing in an uncomfortable situation is usually genuine. Yes. But sometimes Sometimes I do have to fake it, but it's, you know, my faking is pretty convincing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just, again, I feel like it takes up too much energy. It to takes fake up it, too much energy so to fake it, but it's also <laughs> like, like dealing with my brain going like, Oh, they're going to hate you if you don't say it nicely. And I, I, I want people to respect my boundaries. So I want to say them respectfully. Mm-hmm. So where it's like, like if somebody was, if somebody wanted to spend time with me personally, when I would prefer to just spend time with them in a group, that's hard for me. Like, that's that's the thing. Like, when somebody wants to have more intimacy with yes. me as a person, I don't mean, like, in a sexual way. No, I just mean, like, a closer friendship. And I, that's not something I'm interested in. That's something I have a lot of difficulty with. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, somebody asked me recently if they, if I, I, could we be better friends? And I was like, yes! Oh my god, I want to be better friends with you so much. That would be wonderful. Yeah. So I'm just, like, trying to respond to things very authentically. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes, like, I don't want to say to someone, like, well, I don't really like you as a person. I don't dislike you either, but I don't like you enough to make the time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's definitely not anybody specific at yeah, all. Yeah. This is just a very generic yeah. thought. Like, I want to make time for people. It's hard. Mm-hmm. don't have a lot of it. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. Is like, like, boundaries allow you to have the time, to spend your time in ways that you want to, at least, like, 80% of the time, yeah. right? Like. Like, you have some control over what's going on, and I think a lot of people don't like women to do that, mm-hmm. which makes me want to do it more. <laughs> so I try to be a little bit firmer with my boundaries with men than with women, because with women, like, it's hard to ask for things. So if I'm saying no to women, I want to say it in a more compassionate way. Yeah, for sure. And even with men, I'm not being mean. I'm just like, no, yeah, I guess because I... this thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I won't ever just say no is the problem, which I should. Yeah, I guess I. that's a very good distinction. I often will say just no, because to be like, I don't have to explain myself kind you of don't. thing. But I do, for kindness, and especially, like, it's true when it's just like, it's about me yeah. most of the time. Yeah. 
If it's about almost everything is about the person. Yeah. If it's about <laughs> you and me not liking your vibe and your company, then I usually will just be like, no, I don't want to do that thing. But if I'm yeah. just like, I still want to maintain like a really a cordial relationship For or sure. a congenial relationship. Then I will be like, I don't want to because I'm doing da 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 da. Like this yeah, is, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, I know yeah. that you don't need my excuse, yeah. and it's not an excuse, but like here's some context for sure so that you don't feel bad. Like I don't, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I've I've been experimenting kind. with no, no, thank you. I don't think so, and that's been going really well. Like people, people will ask me like, do hey, do you want to come do this thing? And I was like. You know, no, thank you. I don't think that's my cup of tea, but thank you very much for thinking of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people are like, oh, yeah, no problem. Like, always saying cup of tea, because that's cute. <laughs> and thanks for thinking of me. Yes. And then people are like, you're welcome. I did think of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's these what, little hacks what's to, that, that to make fucking, a, that fucking meme. Between the two of us, we make one really good person. <laughs> I think I'm a pretty good person just on my own. <laughs> Not me, though. <laughs> I think you're a very good person just on I think own. we're both good people, but yeah, yeah. two of us making one person, that one person would be very impressive. Yes. But there, that hack of, like, instead of saying, oh, I'm sorry I'm late, mm-hmm. th- thank you for waiting thank for me. Thank you for being patient. Yeah, think, so, like, those kinds of yeah. things I really like. I want to try those a little bit more. I do yeah. apologize still quite a lot. Um, I have much to apologize for sometimes. <laughs> that was the fakest laugh. No, it wasn't. <laughs> That's just that was my thoughtful, introspective, like working off into the distance. Fuck you! I was enjoying it. (laughs) I like your company. It's fine. Whatever. Fuck. (laughs) Oh my god! I'm sorry. You usually bully me when we're doing podcasts, and it was me today. I just thought it was a fake laugh. (laughs) Now you were doing a fake upset. Yeah, I love it. Damn it! it. (laughs) I'm so easily manipulable. Yeah. Oh, man. But there is something to be said for, like, I guess being more flexible and adaptive in your strategy, where it's like, if you're really, really looking out for just your own self-interest, then you can fake it with other people to get what you want a Mm -hmm. little bit. But I just, I also don't find that that's the most authentic way to live either. So, like, I try to be just as genuinely honest and genuinely like yeah. the way that I respond. I am trying to respond more honestly to things. So yeah. that's that's and that that's really what it is is like 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 spitting back at somebody who says something hateful. Like that's honest. Yeah. So I'm just trying to like not so much honor the immediacy of emotion, yeah. but like but like to not allow someone else to make me smaller. Yeah. That's a big thing. Not allow somebody to use me as mere means. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing about boundaries is like I don't want somebody to treat me like a tool or like uh, something to get them things. And mm-hmm. so that's when I'm I'm pushing up my boundaries yes. and being very uh, but when it, when it's somebody who's just being sort of like uncomfortable or whatever, I can be sensitive yeah. about that. But yeah, yeah, it just like, it's all about like being an adult and learning how to yeah. do this. It's hard. I had a thought about, like, maybe... It's fun when you figure out. Yeah. Maybe a way to respond to somebody that, like, I'm thinking sort of online, if it's, like, a thread about whatever, just saying, like, my honest feelings, hey, this makes me really angry because you're actually talking about people that I love, yeah. but not actually engaging with anything more, but just, yeah. like, leaving that there. I think yeah. that could be... I normally just don't say anything. Yeah. But maybe to be more visible with that, where it's just, like... Yeah. I don't want to have a discussion about it, but I just want to let you know this makes me really sad and angry, and I'm yeah because yeah it feels like it's hurting people I or think, something. I, I think, don't is that useful? I mean, <laughs> is that yes. necessary? Well, I don't know if it's necessary, no. but like not doing something doesn't feel very good sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes doing something is just like a bit of a pressure valve, but mm-hmm. like 
with, with just like, do I need to be honest about my emotions? I think that if we can express an emotion in a way that comes across as logical, like I feel this because this, which is therapy. That's nonviolent communication. It's nonviolent communication. That's true. So you, you are using nonviolent communication yeah, that's with true. that. I don't like this because you're saying hurtful things when, about when people. When you that, do X, I feel Y yeah, because of. It has this, it has this impact. Uh, but I think being able to name our emotions is very useful. Mm -hmm. So to be able to say, this makes me feel really like horrified that someone I care about would say this because mm -hmm. that makes me feel like it's not safe yeah. around you. That has the emotional reaction. It acknowledges the emotional reaction, but it frames it in a way that makes it obvious what the emotion was. So nobody else has to do detective work mm -hmm. about it. Cause I don't think that we as human beings, not even so much just women, but like everybody as a person doesn't really know how to I accurately identify the emotions that yeah. they're feeling. That's something I've been working on a lot for the last 10 years to mm -hmm. be able to say like, this is how I feel right now. I remember doing an exercise and it was around this learning nonviolent communication and de-escalation. Yeah around naming feelings that instead of it's this is how I feel rather than you're doing this to me. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying you abandoned me, it's like, no. I feel, and even I saying, abandoned. but, but even saying, I feel like you abandoned me or I feel abandoned. It's like, no, I feel insecure, unsafe or something like that. Yeah. Like that there was just a few tweaks that it's like, Oh, I didn't really think about the impact of that language, but it does change the target yeah. when you're talking to someone instead of it being, you're doing this to me and I'm the victim. Yeah. It was more about I'm owning my own feelings Yeah, based on what you're, what you did when you did X, mm -hmm. it made me feel this way. Yeah. I know that a lot of people don't like therapy talk. They think mm -hmm. it's corny and it's not how people really talk. But you can do it in a way that makes it your own voice sure. too. But the truth is like, Te okay, again, Tess and I have been together for the same, pretty much the same amount of time that you and, and Ed have been together, mm -hmm. which is like n n almost 10 years, yeah. like getting on to 10. We talk like that to each other all the time. We had a full discussion in therapy speak yesterday because we started to have a fight. I was like, I don't want to fight about this, but I feel awful right now because of this thing you said. So we talked it out. Mm -hmm. Like when you say X, I feel Y. And it's very, like, that's very organic for our discussions mm -hmm. now is we name the feeling. Um, sometimes it does slip out. One of us will say something hurtful and then it'll be, it'll be identified. Like that was hurtful. That was offside. Yes, it was. I'm really sorry that yeah. I did that. I guess I'm feeling really defensive today. Mm -hmm. Like it's not that difficult once you get into the habit of it. It's like respecting people, nonviolent community. All of these things are easy if you do them. Like, if you totally. do them and keep practicing it, it becomes second nature and you become a better person. Yeah. And that's something that I need to work on more as well as, like, actually naming the emotions out loud instead of just reacting and kind of shutting down. When I'm really yeah. stressed, I get into that mode. And it's come back to bite me in the ass and I've been told off for it. I think I talked sure. about this. And so I'm really trying to be, like... I feel overwhelmed. Or... Yeah, and it just, like, if, if someone does do something that makes me feel really angry, I try to, like, breathe it out and then just think about, was that actually a big deal or can I let it go to even remember what I was mad about? If so, and it's something that they might yeah. do again, I need to address it. And mm -hmm. so then I do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the conversations are hard, yep. but usually they're just like, oh, I had no idea. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's like confrontation is tough. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really unpleasant, but like not confronting things and then letting them explode is far worse. Mm -hmm. It's not, that's not good. And, and the truth is like, I think I, I've been said the truth is a lot today for some reason. I guess I'm just like trying to get a trying to get a good Nancy Grace vibe going or something <laughs> like that. Um, for me, for me, said that too. Whatever, it's, you're talking about your own experience. I am talking about my own experience, and I always want to frame it that way because I'm not ever trying to tell people what to do even though I really want them to follow my example. 
<laughs> that was real. I like that. It was real. That was extremely real. It's just like, it is important to work on yourself for your own well-being, mm-hmm. not just for being a better person around other people. It's important for your own well-being, and it's important that you are able to name your feelings. Because if you don't, you just go deep into the feel, which is not a practical space. It's not a thoughtful space. It is, it is just a sensation. And it is a sensation you can dive into and just like hold your breath. And it's like, this is where I live now. I'm mad. I'm going to keep feeling bad because I don't know how to feel good. So I might as well feel really bad. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that if you, if you get into that, like that creates a very, very negative feedback loop for yourself. I think that, that you go into that darkness because it's like, this feels real. It's where I blare my nine inch nails and Trent knows how I feel. And this is, this is what world, the world is really like, is it's shit. This is teenage Katie speaking to this us. This is teenage Katie speaking to us, but it's also like overworked, overtired Katie. Yeah. It's the same person, totally. right? Like I, cause I didn't have the resources as a younger person. So I was angry mm-hmm. now when it's like a high season at work, like when it's the first couple weeks of September and everybody needs something and then something goes, shuts down at home or needs to be dealt with. That's when I am just like, Oh, it's so bad. I need a drink to mm-hmm. not feel like this. Like I want to medicate this feeling. Mm-hmm. Since I started on citalopram, I have not felt like I wanted to take a drug or drink booze to stop a feeling from mm-hmm. happening. That's, you, can, you can sit with the feeling. Yeah, instead. I still drink about the same amount that I do, but I drink for different reasons uh-huh. now. I don't drink because I'm stressed. I drink because I really want a glass of wine. Because it's delicious, mm-hmm. and it's the summer, and it feels nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, it's like learning how to triage emotions mm. is probably the most challenging thing as an individual you'll ever do. Like relationships are harder. Having kids is harder, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, for, for your own personal work, for your own solitary internal life, that is probably the most challenging thing that you will ever learn to do that and acceptance in yeah. general. Both of those things are really hard. So work on those things. Okay, great. Throwing it down. I like it. This is really it's, fun. This isn't an advice show. We're no. not trying to do that, but at the same time, if you glean anything kind of interesting Yeah, we're both that. feeling good about choices we've made right now, and mm-hmm. it's, it's made our lives better to make these changes. Like for me, going on pills, going on my citalopram. Yeah, so important. Huge, I'm a much more fun person to be around, I think, since last October when I went on them. I think I'm, I'm, I'm much better at dealing with difficult stuff mm-hmm. and good stuff. Mm-hmm. You so, enjoy the fun times more. I do. I don't feel at all like I have a deadened emotional sense. Uh, it, it, it's very much like the difficult things just don't spiral. That's the main f- mental difference I have. So if, that's, if you feel stuck, uh, maybe talk to your doctor. If it's been a long time, like talk to your doctor about maybe going on SSRIs. Mm-hmm. And um, get some not, exercise. And it's not important. a permanent thing either. You can go yeah. on them and then you can go off them and do yeah, other I'm things. Gonna, I'm yeah, I'm going to start to, like, I'm going to probably stay on them the way that I am through the winter and the next spring. I think I'm going to start, uh, if I still feel good, I'm going to start t- tapering off, mm-hmm. like, very gradually. Yeah, I... Um, yeah. I'm very, I'm very happy with... if you have to be on them your whole life, that's great. You found something that works for yeah. you, so that's, I think I'm not, awesome. I've, I maybe gained 10 pounds from it, but whatever. Like, that's much better than just sort of feeling like, oh, I can't wait for death. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. That's not how I felt, but I was just kind of like, dying might be interesting. Yeah. Like, I was just, or just bo- I'm just, just bored care. and terrible. Yeah. I just didn't care. It was super, like, anhedonia, don't care. And now I, like, care a lot about things. Yay. But there's also so many things happening that it's almost just absurd and weird. So I'm just kind of like experiencing and that's cool. 
Yeah. Get on my it's, level, everybody. I guess it's a bit of a privilege to be like, mm, practicing Buddhist non-attachment to the news, but, like, at the same time, like... It's I, happening I can't too fast let it, and too much. Yeah, I can't let it get stuck in. I just have to let it kind of flow through and... Yeah. But then, you Keep know... You're doing your work. You're doing your work. Yeah, when we're in situations that we need to step up and, like, defend people, then no way, let's do so. that. Yeah. Yeah, because we can. And I'm I'm giving lots of my money to people, like... Yeah. For the folks in Charlottesville, there's, like, already a fund to, like... The people that were fucking run over by a car, sorry, while they were trying to counter-protest, like, there's a thing for their medical bills. Like, okay. I gave some money to that. You know. I don't have a lot of money, but I also have way more money... And we have free healthcare in Canada, so I'm gonna forego a couple of things and like give some money to. Yeah, a couple of bottles of rose can yeah. go into someone getting like some stitches. It's true. It's true. Well, guys, folks, people, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody in the club getting tipsy. We see Hags love you very much. We do. Um, yeah. Write, write us at the Sea Hags mailbag. Uh, Seahagspodcast at gmail.com. Or Twitter at Seahagspodcast. Seahagspod. Seahagspod. It's a lot of fill. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, rate and review us on iTunes. Like, and let us Please let us know us if you iTunes. like these kinds of things, too, because we enjoy doing them. Yeah. I guess. Don't it tell might... us if you don't like it, because we're going to do it anyway. It's pretty self-indulgent, but if you especially like it, we'll do more of them. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's yeah. enjoyable. Um, you guys are lovely. Have a really nice week, and... See you soon. Bye. Bye.